Good morning, everyone. Continuing in our learning of Birchos Kriyashma, we're up to the bracha of Avarabba. Avarabba finds itself in the middle of a, many different areas. It's the conclusion of the first section of Birchos Kriyashma, following from Yotzer Or. It's also an introduction to the next section, which is Shema Kriyashma itself. And also it has references to Birchas HaTorah, um, as we'll see in, in the halachic presentation. In terms of background, to explain all the different settings and contexts where we find this bracha of Avarabba, the Mepharshim try to explain first why is this bracha following the bracha of Yotzeor. While we've mentioned some Rishonim explained that there, the, the Seder HaBrachos is not Ma'akev, and you could technically say Avarabba before Yotzeor, Chazal seemed to still have initially established a order, and there seems to be a, a natural progression in one bracha to the next. So one approach of explaining this progression is that of the Karakamach, Rabbeinu Bechayi, in his Sefer, who writes several essays about different topics. He mentions throughout those different essays one, an idea about explaining the connection between Yotzeor and Avarabah in connection to light. And he says that after concluding the idea of mentioning Hashem giving light into the world, we now want to mention a more spiritual form of light, a light which is even greater and more powerful to impact man's life, and that's the light of Torah. And that's why we're now mentioning within Avarabba the idea of Torah, and that's a progression from a more physical type of light to a more spiritual type of light. It's interesting to know that this explanation might fit in more to the Girsa, who concludes with the bracha of Yotzeor to be more about something focused on physical light. However, our Girsa, where we talk about the Orchadash Atzion Ta'ir, which, as Tor explains, is more of a spiritual type of light, or Haganos, there might be a different explanation. And, and Rav Hirsch really taps into that, that idea and explains that while we've just elaborated on Shem's light into the world, the Orhaganos, which enables man to attain enlightenment, and that's what we, we, we daven for, we now mention in the second bracha that Hashem has planted basically the seeds for that enlightenment through the Torah, and He's given to us the Torah with love and compassion. Another explanation of what the progression between Yotzer and Avarabba is basically a, a single thread, thread of Chesed Me Hashem. The first bracha explains the Sefer Batam, one of the Rishonim. The first bracha is about Chesed from Hashem and the fact that He gave physical light. And we express thanks to HaKadosh Bracha for that. The second aspect of Chesed is an even greater Chesed, and that is the Chesed of giving us the actual Torah, where we're able to follow HaKadosh Bracha and connect to Him and, and, and establish an eternal life through learning and internalizing that that connection. And he explains that as an aside, that's a great way of transitioning to the next section of <coughs> Kriyashma, where we have those feelings of thanks and love and connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that allows us more readily to be Mikavel Omach HaShemayim when we recite Kriyashma. A third approach to, to the connection between Yotzer and Avarabah is presented by the Kuzari, and he seems to understand that there's a, almost a contrast that is being made between the first bracha and the second bracha. As you were, if you can recall from previ- the previous year, year, the Kuzari understands that Birchas Yotzeor is made, is established to this, to almost uh, remove a thought that people have. People think that the celestial beings are so powerful, much greater than the rest of the world. And the Bracha of Yotzeor basically establishes that Hashem creates everything and there's no uniqueness to the celestial beings more than any other piece of nature. But the second Bracha contrasts the almost uh, downplaying of the, the celestial beings to the elevation of Kla Yisrael and Hashem's chosen nation. And he explains that while Hashem didn't place 
his ava, his love, his connection, his almost godliness into the world with the celestial beings, he placed it on unique individuals, righteous people, and ultimately the Jewish nation who are going to follow the Torah and actualize it. And he argues, the Kuzari, that when we say this bracha, we have a responsibility to both lahamina, to recognize and believe the love that Hashem has towards us, and also lahodos, and give thanks to Akash Baruch for this relationship. And that's why throughout the bracha, you'll have references to Ava, which the Kuzari, as we'll see further, uh, explains that this is a reference to the miracles post Yisias Mitzrayim, during Akash Baruch uh, involvement with Bnei Yisrael, while, while the Bnei Yisrael traveled into uh, throughout the Midbar. Another unique aspect of the bracha of Avarabah, aside from it being part of Berchas Kriyashma, is its connection to being a Berchas Torah. The Torah in Orchayim Memzayim, Simim Memzayim notes that if one recites Berchas Avarabah and has in mind for it to be a Berchas Torah, um, it's considered as if you, even if you miss the original, the, the classical Berchas Torah, this bracha technically does comply and conform to that st- that type of bracha, as long as you learn afterwards. And he explains that the reason is is because there is yeshba me'in berchas Torah. There is some type of berchas Torah inside of it. Rashi brachos alpha base explains. You find the terminologies of lumor lulami lishmor velasos. We're asking Akash Baruch for the ability to learn it and, uh, and apply it, the learning of Torah, and that's parallel to the berchas Torah that we're trying to say every day in the normal text. They're trying to be Osek B'Devei Torah, and according to some, there's a girsa of, of Al-Devei Torah, there's some idea of just having the learning of the Torah and, and the application of the Torah. It's very similar in, in essence. And that's why um, the Mepharshim, Beisaf Yishami, explained that this may be a form of, of Birchas Torah. Now it's important to recognize the connection between the, the Brocha of Ahavarabah and its connection to being being specifically a Kiyom in there's a clear juxtaposition, not just in text, as Rashi explained, but in essence. And similarly, there's a connection between the fact that the bracha of Berchas Torah is connected to the next section of Kriyashma. And I think the linchpin between these two ideas can be found in the words of the Kuzri that we mentioned before. After describing Hakash Baruch Hu's love towards B'nai Yisrael, the Kuzri says we conclude with recognizing and praising Hashem, and he says, The one has to juxtapose this expression of Ava and the, and the declaration of Ava that Hashem has towards us by accepting the Torah through Kriya Shema. He doesn't just say that one recites Shema. He notes that one has to accept the Torah through the recital of Shema. While there are many different parts of Torah that one could recite following a Birchas Torah, Kriyashma is a paradigmatic example of Torah because not only does it contain different Torah, but it expresses things that show us that we're committed to following the Torah, which is itself an expression of Ava, our commitment, our love toward the Kodesh Baruch Hu, as well as a reflection of Hashem's love towards us. Outside of Rechaz Ava being a bracha that's connected to Torah, there's an obvious connection between Birchas Avarabah and Shema. We've mentioned one idea that it's connected to the Kabbalah Satora of Shema, as the Kuzri mentions. Other Mepharshim, such as the Ravan, explains that the, the connection between Shema and this bracha is the idea of Ahava. And he says, in this bracha we talk about how Hashem 
loves us and expresses his love towards us in giving us the Torah. And in Shema, we, we express our love towards the Kaddish Baruch by reciting Shema. It's important to recognize what exactly is the definition of Ahava in this context. Uh, one is reminded of a comment of the Gemara that says, Esvahiv Basufa, and the Gemara explains that this phrase means that in the end, a rav and a, and a talmud, a father and a son, even though they're learning and and fighting in Torah, in the end, esvahiv basufa. In the end, basof vahiv. There'll be an expression of love, and the Meiri there explains that the idea of love is, in his words, shavoi haratzon. It's the equation of the wills, meaning when two different entities connect and understand something together, that's a an expression of ahava. Before, when the Rav and Talmud were learning, or the father and son were discussing Torah, there were misunderstandings, misconceptions between each other, and that was creating a source of contention. Once they evened out the issues, they've connected and they've gained a sense of Ahava. On a basic level, the idea of Ahava, at least using the Meiri's definition, is an idea of where there's a connection between one aspect and the other, creating an, a, a almost a singular bond between the two entities. And Rav Hirsch takes this idea a little bit further in his Sefer called Chorev on section on his section about Avas Hashem, which is chapter 9 in, in his Sefer. And he talks about what does it mean to love Hashem really? And he says love means to feel one's being only through and in the being of the other. So when a person loves Hashem, it means he feels that one's own existence and activities are rendered possible and obtained value only through Hashem and in Hashem. You exist and are something only through HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore all that you do and all that you have are basically only to strive to reach to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. A person who has real Ahava in general understands that his identity is enmeshed with the, other, the identity of the other. When one loves HaKadosh Baruch Hu, his own essence is so connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the only thing meaningful in his life is connecting to Akash Baruch and serving Him. And that's the love that we're talking about. And we'll see the Svarno discusses this idea when, he, when we talk about Shema. The reason why we respond after saying Shema Yisrael, Hashem Lakein Hashem Echad, the Svarno explains we respond by saying V'yahafaz Hashem Lakacha because by recognizing Hashem is, is Echad, He's in charge of everything and everything is connected to Him. So but the natural consequence is Avas Hashem because everything in our existence is only through Him, our, everything in our life is only meaningful because of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's the love that we're expressing when we respond by saying Shema, a reflection of Hashem's love towards us. Taking the idea of Ahava as a linchpin between the bracha of Avarabba and Shema, the Kuzari in a different place explains that the reason why we have to mention Avarabba is because we need to recognize Hashem's involvement in our development through Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, and the ultimate future of Hashem establishing Malchus Hashem through B'nai Yisrael. And that, while not directly and explicitly saying this, the Kudri seems to be a saying that the idea of Avarabba is very much juxtaposed to the end of Kriya Shema, where we talk about Siyat Mitzrayim and the development of B'nai Yisrael through Hashem's intervention. Hashem's love towards us enables us to develop and grow, starting from Siyat Mitzrayim all the way into the future, when Hashem's Malchus will fully be established. The connection between Avarabah and Shema 
can also be found in the terms of halacha. In the Archaim Simon Nuntes Sifdalid, there's a discussion if one finishes the bracha of Avarabah before the Chazan, does he recite Amen or not? And the discussion predicates or revolves around the issue as to whether or not Amen is considered a hefsik between Avarabah and Shema, as well as the issue of whether or not Avarabah is really, is really halachically connected to Shema as a birchas mitzvah. If you assume birchas Avarabah is a birchas mitzvah for the bracha of Kriyashma, and you assume Amen is a form of a hefsik between the bracha and the action of saying Shema, then, um, as many of the postkim explain, one should not recite Amen, but rather recite the bracha with the chazan to avoid this hefsik. The issue might also be related to the previous bracha of Yotzer Some Mepharshim indicate that from a comment of Rabbi Yonah. Um, the Shari Tshuva in Simon Nintes makes this point. But the Shari Tshuva concludes that if you look at the language of the Shulchan Aruch, it seems to be that only the only discussion of Hefzik is really related to the bracha of Avarabba. And again, this highlights the point that the bracha of Avarabba may be more connected and juxtaposed to the idea of Shkriyashma, um, as we mentioned earlier. One last point before delving into the actual text. The language for the Bnei Ashkenaz in reciting this bracha is Ahvarabah during Shachris, and in Marav we say Avas Olam. Um, the Bnei Svarad in their Tfilos understand that this text is always Avas Olam. And this discussion is really found in the Gemara in Brachos Tafi Alpha The Gemara actually presents a Brisa where the Tanakama thinks you make the bracha of Avarapa, and the Rabbanon say you always make the bracha of Avas Olam. And because of this discussion, Tosos there says, therefore us, seemingly the Bnei Ashkenaz, say in the morning Avarapa, and in the evening we say the bracha of Avas Olam. And that's in fact what we do. The reason for this compromise is not exactly clear. The Tikkun HaTfilos found in the Sefer, the Sefer Oser HaTfilos suggests that in the daytime we are expressing the Ava that Hashem expressed at the time of Matantar, which was done in the, in the morning. As it says, and In the morning, Hashem gave the Torah. And that is an expression of Avarab, a great amount of love in the expression of Hashem's manifestation of Matan Torah. In the evening, where we're not giving the Torah directly in that time, but rather we're almost continuing that love by continuing our learning of Torah in our existence, we recognize Ahavas Olam, that Hashem's love is eternal. It's not the beginning of the love, but it's a continuation of the love. That's one explanation for this difference. Um, but nevertheless, for Shachis, we recite Avarabba. The structure for this bracha is really four different parts. The first part is the pas from the, the first two uh, sec- the first two sentences. Avarabba Tanu and Chamla Gedola Vaseira which is a recognition of Hashem's love and compassion for the Jewish people. The second section is then, we transition to a prayer to grant the congregation of Kla Yisrael Torah knowledge and the ability to serve Hashem properly. We then move after this prayer to a request for Geula. We say, until And the last section, the fourth section, is a conclusion noting that Hashem has chosen B'nai Yisrael and brought them to a recognition of Hashem's unity and he chose them with love, and we conclude with the bracha of Hashem choosing, choosing B'nai Yisrael with love. Moving into the details of this bracha, again, the first section, 
is a recognition of Hashem's love and compassion for the Jewish people. You recite the, this love by saying, Abba, Rabba, Avtanu, Hashem, a great love you, you have loved us, Hashem Elkin, or Hashem our God. Chemla Gedolo Visera, a great amount of love, Chamatalinu, you have a great amount of compassion you had for us, Chamatalinu, you have expressed compassion upon us. And the question really is, what is the love that we're expressed, expressing over here, and what's the Chemla, what's the compassion that Hashem has, has given over here? In terms of the love that Hashem has expressed, Abu Jaham quotes that this love is found in a Pasuk in Yirmiyahu, Paraklamet Aleph, Pasuk Beis. Mirachok Hashem Nirali, Yirmiyahu says, Hashem appeared from distance to me. Um, and he said, Hashem says, I have expressed a eternal love to you, and therefore I have, I have drawn kindness upon you. Rash explains in this on this Pasuk that we are referring to the love that Hashem had in the Zchus of the Avos, indicating that the love started not just from the establishment of the nation of Israel, but from the forefathers of B'nai Israel. The Rikra, another Mefarish Rishon, on this passage explains that the love that Hashem expressed was during Yitzhak Mitzrayim, when he took B'nai Israel out of Egypt. Um, and this is really reflected as well in another comment of the Avudraham, who says that the connection between Avla and Chemla is found from a passage in Yishayahu, where the Pasuk says, Hashem redeemed them through his love and his chamla. And the Mabim explains that the Ava is referring to the love of Hashem over B'nai Yisrael because they are B'nai Yisrael. And the chamla, the compassion Hashem had over B'nai Yisrael, was again also an expression of that Yitzhak Mitzrayim experience recognizing Hashem, recognizing B'nai Yisrael's suffering throughout that time. The Kuzri, as we mentioned before earlier, seems to indicate that the love that Hashem expressed wasn't just Yitzhak Mitzrayim, but really the entire journey through the desert. Hashem taking care of B'nai Yisrael and guiding them, that was an expression of, of the love that Hashem had over B'nai Yisrael. And the Radak in this Pasuk, and in, in Yirmiyahu, Laman Aleph Beis, seems to indicate that the love that Hashem had was not just in Yitzhak Mitzrayim, but also in the giving of the Torah, which is very, very appropriate for this bracha, where Hashem, where we're talking about Hashem giving us the Torah and we're asking for for a Torah to be given. As mentioned earlier, the Chemla seems to be connected to the fact that Hashem had compassion over us to take us out of Mitzrayim, and the one of the Achron of the Yosef notes that we call this Chemla Chemla Gedol of Visera. It's an extreme type of Chemla. And he explains why is it why is it extreme. He quotes Rabbi Bechaye in Chovas Halavos, who explains that people have even though they do things out of kindness, there are always ulterior motives that are on the back of their minds. When we talk about a kashbarhu doing kindness and compassion, there's no ulterior motive. It's only for the sake of whatever his will is, and there's no other reason other than the fact that he has compassion over Bnei Israel. After this first declaration of Hashem's compassion and love over B'nai Yisrael, we now respond with a prayer for Hashem to give the Klai Yisrael knowledge and the ability to serve Hashem properly. We say the following, Avinu Malkinu, our Father, our King, Bavur Avasinu Shabbatu Chuvacha, Vatzalabdeim Chugichayim, King Tachaninu Salmadinu. Because of our fathers who had faith in you, and you taught them the laws of, of life, which is the Torah, you should, Hashem should also be gracious to us 
and to teach us. The first issue we have to discuss is what is what does it mean Bavor of Rasenu that for the sake of our fathers. And Navudraham explains that the our, what our forefathers did when they left Mitzrayim, they traveled as the Pasukimriyahu says, Midbar, they expressed a, a deep expression of love following Hashem's taking B'nai Yisrael out of Mitzrayim, which is almost a, a, a reciprocal relationship. Hashem expressed love by giving B'nai Yisrael the Geula. And B'nai Yisrael showed love to Akash Baruch Hu and faith in Akash Baruch Hu by taking the first step and going to the Midbar where there was no food. And there, because B'nai Yisrael now were able to enter the Midbar, Hashem was now able to teach B'nai Yisrael Torah through Ma'amir HaSinai. We ask, we ask Akash Baruch Hu the same way that the Avos were taught Torah in the Midbar, Hashem should also teach us the Torah. And he, specifically, it should be given as a tichanenu, as a form of almost a, a, a gracious gift. The word tichanenu is connected to the idea of ma'anas chinam. And we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to give us a gift of learning Torah, something that we don't deserve. Now, first makes this juxtaposition between the zchus avos and the ability to, ability to, to learn Torah in a much tighter uh, explanation. And he explains that when B'nai Yisrael were traveling through the desert, they were developing a level, a heightened level of trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this trait is absolutely necessary to overcome any obstacles that one may have as one striving to fulfill the Torah. And B'schus that, that educational philosophy, that development of character, we're asking that that should spill over into our ability to fulfill the Torah and learn the Torah as well. Following the next sentence of this section, after asking for the Torah, we go even further and ask for more mercy for the Torah, to, to receive the Torah. Avinu ha'avarachaman, our father, the father who is merciful, ha'marachim, who has mercy over us, rachim alinu, have, mercy, have more mercy over us. We're expressing a deep need for this, for this, for this prayer. And we say the following, v'sein bilibinu, and give it to our heart, place into our hearts and minds, havinu l'haskil, to have havana and haskala, we'll understand what these means, what the, the, the terms of, of these phrases are, the Shmoa Lumul Lamid, to hear, to teach, to, to learn to teach, the Shmoa Blasos, to watch and to do, the Kaim is called the Reis Hamotar Sechel Be'ava, and to fulfill all the words of your Torah with love. Obviously, there are many different, the Mepharshim try to explain what all these different verbs are referring to. We say, Lahavin Ulhaskel Lishmoa. The Mepharshim explain, the Eitz Yosef specifically explains, the word Havana means to analyze. And the word Haskalah means to apply it into practical law. To bring a sugya liba deshmaitza. After establishing analysis and the ability to get to a bottom line conclusion, there's a next stage called Lishmoa. And Lishmoa explains the gra in his, by a Talmud's parish of the gra on the Siddur explains that Shmia is in a is type of understanding which is beyond Havana, seemingly explaining that there's, there's almost like an intuition, an ingrained intuition that we're going to be developing, and we're asking Akash Baruch Hu to place into us this intuition, almost like a sixth sense of what the Torah wants from us. We ask Hashem, L'shmoa l'mor l'lamid. On a simple level, this means to listen to the Torah, to learn the Torah, and to teach the Torah. Davujaham actually explains that this is connected to the next section. Again, Berchasav Rabbah being an introduction to Shema, in the sense that 
Shmia is a reference to Shema Yisrael Shem Elokin Hashem Achad, and Lulul and Alamed is a reference to the second parish of Shema, where we talk about learning Torah and teaching Torah. Refresh explains that the emphasis of Lulul Alamed is to emphasize how we should be learning the Torah. It should be a Torah which we're doing to learn, to be able to teach them, put into practice. The goal and success in learning is specifically achieved when one has the aim in mind to fulfill, to fulfill and actualize Hashem's Ratzon through the Torah. We conclude with this prayer by saying we want this to be done, we want to learn Hashem's Torah and fulfill it, Hava. And our first notes that the person who's reciting this prayer is asking Hashem specifically for love because the attitude for, of love, if one has love in what he's doing, it'll be a motivation for them to study and also to fulfill the Torah that he's learning. We continue in this prayer by saying, Hashem should light on our eyes in the Torah and connect our hearts with the mitzvos. And you should unify our hearts. And we won't be embarrassed. The, even though our text mentions the idea of ha'ara, enlightening, is a reference to Torah, and Dveikos is connected to connecting ourselves to doing the mitzvos, it's interesting to know that Avudraham actually flips it. He says the word ha'ara, enlightenment, is a reference to the mitzvos, and Dveikos is more connected to the word, to the, connect, to the idea of learning Torah, a more of a, it's a more intense type of connection. We tell, we ask Hakadosh Baruch Hu v'yachil levavenu. The Gra in his commentary on the Siddur, explains explains that yichud halev, oneness of the heart, means there's a total focus and commitment to ava nira Hashem. If one's mind and heart is focused on other things, he won't be able to properly have those emotions towards Hakadosh Baruch Hu of ava nira, and that's what we're asking Hakadosh Baruch to have to give us that focus. We conclude with the section by saying that we won't be embarrassed. As we'll see, this phrase can really refer to the next section, but the Gra in his commentary on the Siddur explains that the Lonivosh is referring to the prayer that Hashem should give us a Torah, so we shouldn't be embarrassed. We shouldn't be embarrassed to follow the Torah because we know that ultimately it is correct and we ask Hashem to give us that, that feeling in a more internalized fashion. Moving on to the next section, after asking Akash Bacher for the Torah, we ask for uh, the gula to happen. Different Mepharshim try to explain what is the reason why we're asking for Gula in this context. Salvechik mentioned, as you mentioned in the introduction to this entire section, explains that the second bracha of Kriyashma is connected to really the second parsha, parsha of Shema, where we talk about B'nai Yisrael going to Gullus. And therefore, explains Salvechik that we're mentioning in this section, second bracha the reciprocal where Hashem will ultimately bring us back from the Gullus into the Gula. Uh, the Tzela Darach, another Arishon, explains that this request is a response to our declaration of Hashem's love towards us. And it, he explains that if a person really thinks that Hashem really loves us, we're bothered by the question, why are we in the Gullus then, if Hashem really loves us? And the answer we give to ourselves is that Hashem has promised that we're going to be taken out of Gullus, and we're going to be entered the Gula, and all this is part of the process of our future, of our continuing development and arguably is still an expression of love, even now, even during the Galas. 
Refresh explains that this request is actually directly connected to the previous section. After discussing and praying to Akash Baruch Hu for the ability, ability to actualize the Torah, we say that the ultimate way we'll be able to fulfill the Torah is in the Geula, in the times of the Geula, when we'll have more of a freedom and more of an ability to finally realize Hashem's Ratzon in the world. So we ask Hashem the following. We say, We won't be embarrassed, again, assuming that this is this section starts with Lo Nivosh. And why are we not embarrassed? Because we rely on you, Hashem. Your great name, your holy name, your awesome name. We will be rejoicing and will be happy in your salvation. And Hashem will bring us to peace from all the four corners of the earth. And he'll lead us to be established in our land. Because you are the God who establishes and create, who makes these great salvations. Davudraham explains that the words Lonivosh again refer to this section, not the previous section, and he connects it to the Pasuk in Tehillim Samachtas Zion, while it says, while we where we say, Al Yevoshu be Kovecha Hashem, Hashem Tzvakos, Ba'al Yikalmu be Mavakchachal Ke Israel. We say we shouldn't people who hope in Hashem don't be embarrassed. Those who seek Hashem shouldn't be ashamed. Because again, we have Bitachan in Hashem. Hashem is going to take us out of Mitzvah, of, of the Gullahs. We also note that Hashem's name is Nora, is awesome. And the girl explains that this is a reference to the idea that even amidst the Gullahs, where there's an, a question of Ayei Nora Osav, where is Hashem's awesomeness? We still have trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's the, in, in, in that Zuchus, we're going to be able to go out of the Gullahs into the Gullah. After this request for the Gula, we conclude by noting that Hashem has chosen the Bnei Yisrael to recognize Hashem's unity, and He chose Bnei Yisrael with love. We say the following, And in us, Hashem, you have chosen us from amongst all the nations and languages. And you have brought us close to your name, your great name, in truth. To give Acknowledgement and thanks towards you, and to be miached to express the oneness, your oneness in love. Baruch Ata Hashem, blessed are you, Hashem. Habocher, b'amo Yisrael b'ava, who chose his nation Yisrael with love. And obviously, the idea of being chosen to be miached Hashem is number one an expression of Hashem's love. Hashem chose us because of the love that He has towards Him, so it's connected to the rest of the of the bracha. And the idea of liachercha biava is obviously a reference to now saying Kriya Shema, we're, we're being miyachel Hashem by saying Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elkeinu Hashem Echad. Now, the Avudram notes that the brach that we say is not specifically on Yichud Hashem. We don't say brachat Hashem al Yichud, Yichudo. Rather, we talk about Hashem cho- choosing us with love. And the Avudram explains that there, even though the wording is different, this bracha is really directly connected to the idea of Yichud Hashem. In order for one to fully commit himself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in recognition of Hashem's Yichud, in recognition of Hashem's oneness, where everything in the world is dependent upon Him, the person has to recognize 
the genuine Ava that Hashem expresses towards him, towards him as as an individual, as part of B'nai Yisrael, that allows him to reciprocate by expressing Yichud Hashem with total Ava, enabling him to fully internalize and more better internalize the idea that Hashem is in control of everything and in, and in, in charge of everything. So just to put everything together in review, we start off this bracha by reciting and declaring Hashem's love over B'nai Yisrael, either from the times of the Avos, through Yisrael Mitzrayim, throughout the journey, through the desert, and specifically by giving us the Torah. This was an expression of Chemla, where Hashem didn't have any ulterior motives. He had compassion over B'nai Yisrael to take them out of Egypt and to develop them. We then, with that recognition of love from Hashem, pray to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that Hashem should give us the Torah knowledge and ability to serve Hashem properly. We basically beg before HaKadosh Baruch Hu to give us give us rachamim, to be able to learn the Torah and apply the Torah, we first invoke this chos avos, v'avur avosinu, that came following Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim outside to the Midbar as an expression of your love. And through that expression, they've developed themselves to trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a trait which was necessary for fulfillment of Torah, and b'schos that. And through that model, we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to teach us Torah and have us ingrain those ideas as well. We ask Hashem to give us Bina, analysis, Haskell, ability to bring bottom line rulings, the Shmoah, to have an intuition to learning, Lamur Lame, learn it and teach it, to be Mekayimit, to do it, and we all want that to be through the process of Ava, through that, to have that motivation to study and, and fulfill the Torah with the background of a love towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We ask Hashem not only to learn the Torah, but have a connection to the Torah and the mitzvos, but not only through the mitzvos, but even through the emotions of being yachid, our having total focus in our minds to be able to love Hashem and fear Hashem properly. All this is an expression of the learning of Torah and to be able to serve Hashem properly. And we ask Hashem not to be embarrassed, that we should be able to follow the Torah and not be embarrassed because we and have the recognition that it's correct. Because we know the Torah is so important, we ask Hashem to be able to fulfill it further um, and have that expression of Avas Hashem more fully recognized through the process of Gula. We ask Hashem to bring us from the four corners of the earth and not to be embarrassed of having this hope in HaKadosh Baruch Hu because ultimately we have Bitochan in Hashem and that will, itself is Azchus to bring the Gula. After asking Hashem for the Gula, we now move to the last section where we just simply note that Hashem chose us to be miyachin Hashem and He chose us with love. This is obviously an introduction to the Kriya Shema in general. Um, and specifically, we emphasize that Hashem chose us with love and that's, in, as the Vujraham explains, connected to the idea of Yuchar Hashem in order to properly internalize and dedicate ourselves to the idea that Hashem is in control of everything. We have to have a recognition that Hashem loves us, chose us, and therefore we're able to reciprocate ourselves by giving and expressing Ava towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu through the process of declaring Hashem Zichud um, in Kriyashma, which, which is the next section following this bracha. So just to put this bracha into context of the Berchus Kriyashma, we first initiated with a Kaddish, with a Baruch Hu, establishing a Tzibor that's going to be Mekabah Omach Hashemayim, we said the first bracha of Yotzer Or to establish that Hashem is a creator of light and darkness, 
everything is controlled by Hashem. We say that the Malachim recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we ultimately hope to gain enlightenment through the recognition of Hashem's creation of light. And then we, in this bracha, we finally recognize that beyond the physical realm of light, there's even greater light, which is this light of Torah. And we ask Hashem Baruch Hu that we need the Torah to connect to Hashem more. We recognize that it's an expression of Hashem's love towards us. And through that love, He will ultimately bring us the Geula and allow us to fulfill the Torah in its totality. And now we're ready to be miyachid HaKadosh Baruch Hu and be mikabal omach Shamaim by saying Shema with the recognition that Hashem loves us. And now we're able to reciprocate by expressing Yichud Hashem with proper love and recognition that really the entire world is in sync with fulfilling the Ratzon Hashem and committing themselves to doing the Ratzon Hashem. And now it's our turn as a tzibur to commit to HaKadosh Baruch Hu by saying Shema. And that's the next section of this feel a process.